Pittsburgh Steeler fans. It is time once again for another episode of Week That Was as we go ahead and recap what happened with your Pittsburgh Steelers, the city of Pittsburgh, and beyond when it comes to sports. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from the Steel Curtain Network and Fans First Sports Network. Usually I do this show with my good buddy, Dave Schofield, but you know, Everybody needs some time off, and Dave's one of the hardest working guys in show business. So I decided to take the show by myself this week. Let Dave get some R and R. And I'm sure there's even more R's involved because I think Rich Schofield is involved in that R and R as well. So he's got big bro Sco. I've got you, my steel curtain network nation and i'm so glad that you're hanging out with me if you're my voice i think that's smog outside i'm gonna blame canada the canadian wildfires are getting to me all the way down here in maryland i spent a lot of time in pennsylvania this week as well my gosh in the mountains that cool mountain air oh not so fresh so for once Pennsylvania fans, Pittsburgh fans are not blaming Matt Canada the most. Canada is public enemy number one this week. So, of course, blame Canada. Let's do it. Let's get into the week that was, you know, it's summertime, some, some summertime. And when it comes to this, you know, it's quiet in Steeler Nation. Maybe that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing when the Steelers are resting up getting some relaxation themselves, getting ready for training camp. And you got to feel that if you're not hearing much of anything, that's not bad. You're not hearing about any problems. You're not hearing about potentially holding out. You're not hearing about injuries, but you're still hearing speculation. And what we're hearing a lot is how the Steelers are talking still about how good some of their teammates could be, some of their goals that they have. So this is the quiet and loud edition, and you're going to hear a little bit more about it as we go. Let's get into Sunday, 625. Well, there was a poll that came out showing the last 20 seasons, not really a poll, but a graphic of the last 20 NFL seasons, who had the most losses? Of course, it was the Cleveland Browns with 222. Also, the Detroit Lions at 216. The Raiders, 211. Tied with the Jags, 211. And Washington at 198. Wow. But what about the top? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and give you the top 10, if I may. Because it's really interesting to see where the Steelers rank here. The Dallas Cowboys at number 10 with 150 losses in the past 20 seasons. The defending champion Kansas City Chiefs had 145. Believe it or not, the New Orleans Saints, they're there as well. And they had a very good past 20 years. That's not a team that even despite winning a Super Bowl, in that 2010 season, it's kind of a little surprising. Actually, it was 2010 when they won it, but it was the 2009 season. So the New Orleans Saints at number eight, 
and they had a total of 144 losses. The Seahawks at 142. Sea Chickens not doing too bad. Okay, there is a tie for fifth place with two of my least favorite teams of all time, the Baltimore Ravens and the Philadelphia Eagles at 141. Very good teams in that time. Another one may surprise you, but it might not when you think of who their quarterback was. And when you think of the top four, they all had fantastic Hall of Fame type quarterbacks. I'm sure all four of these guys are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Number four with 132 losses, it's the Indianapolis Colts. So Peyton Manning did a whole heck of a lot there. Green Bay Packers at 126. The Steelers are in second place with 122. And with only 92 losses, my gosh, they won in a landslide, the New England Patriots. Boo, but you know what? That's good company for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look at it. So for all of you that think, well, you know, Steelers still stink. That's not that bad. It really isn't that bad when you think about them only averaging 6.1 losses per season in the last 20 years. But I am willing to bet something. I know it. There's going to be Yinzers out there that will go ahead and say, well, let's put it this way. They're never going to accuse Mike Tomlin of losing with Bill Cowher's players. How about that? Also, on Sunday, details came in on Kenny Pickett's wedding from the day before. Congratulations to Kenny Pickett and his lovely wife. This is just wonderful. Marriage is a great institution, but who wants to live in an institution? But look at that spread in this picture that was put out. There's an ice sculpture. My gosh, the food, like oyster, shrimp, everything looks just absolutely fantastic. And I think that's just the hors d'oeuvres. I'm willing to bet just that alone costs more than I make in a year. But then again, I uh, I don't make that much. We're not going to talk about that. Now I'm depressed. Me and my wife are going to celebrate our anniversary with some ramen noodles. All right, let's go to Monday. Happy birthday to former Steeler Michael Vick. He was a Steeler for one season. Still a Steeler. Michael Vick turned 43 on Monday. Makes you wonder, what is 43 in dog years? Hmm. All right. Also on Monday, the Jets bracing to be told that they are doing hard knocks despite not wanting the assignment. They have not yet been selected, but it looks like that's what's going to happen. Come on, Jets fans. This is the only thing for you. It's the only good thing to see is being having their team on HBO. Hard Knocks is a great show. I love Hard Knocks. I hope the Steelers aren't bad enough to have to get on it. You have to lose, I believe, two years in a row and not be in the playoffs. And everybody thinks it would be a distraction. I think it would be great to see my black and gold up close and personal. All right, let's talk again on Tuesday. A CBS Sports put out that graphic before about the losses. They have another graphic here. Great stuff. Since the merger, 1970, since the merger, Pittsburgh Steelers have been pretty good. And you're looking at winning percentages here. The worst team since the merger didn't even come along until six years after the merger. And that's the Tampa Bay Bucs with a winning percentage of 404. 
Now, if you look, this is actually split right down the middle because number 16 is above 500, and that's the Washington football team, the Washington Commanders, and the artist formerly known as the Washington Redskins. Then tied for 17 are the other teams, starting off with the Tennessee Titans and the Chargers of the San Diego and Los Angeles variety. Where do the Steelers rank? Should we do a top five here? Well, it's going to be a lot like that last 20 years. However, there's some teams that snuck in because they were very good in the late 60s, in the 70s as well, the 80s and 90s. Let's go ahead and look at a tie for fourth place. Once again, two teams that I hate. Philadelphia's not in here. Philadelphia's actually tied for 14th. But the other two teams that I hate, the Ravens and the Patriots, 561. But remember, I don't think they're not counting the Cleveland Browns in this. They're only counting 1996 and beyond. Patriots, 561 winning percentage as well. Beating them out by a smidge, 562. It is the one and only Minnesota Vikings. Steelers are at number two. Number two again in the CBS polls. Shows how good they have been. Not only the last 20 years, but the last 53. Pittsburgh Steelers with a 590 winning percentage. 59% of their games. Does that come out to 59%? I don't know. That might be wrong. But 590. I'm not a math guy. Never have been. I'm good at math, but I'm not going to try too hard. And the Dallas Cowboys. They had good runs in the 90s as well. But only they're only 0. .007, 0. .007, James Bond ahead of the Steelers with 0.597. Not too shabby, Steelers. Not too shabby at all. So what does that mean? I just have two words for you. Greatness confirmed. All right. Sadness confirmed as well as we go ahead and turn the tone down. Breaking news came out on Tuesday, and this is absolutely awful. But former Ravens quarterback Ryan Mallett passed away at the age of 35 after a drowning incident in Florida and prayers go out to his family. That's just really terrible news. I was at a game in 2014. It was the second to last game of the season in Baltimore. The only time I ever saw this, the Steelers play at M&T bank stadium and Ryan Mallett had a surprise start. You know, it was like two hours before the game when they announced Ryan Mallett starting. And Steeler fans were, oh, yeah, well, this is going to be no problem. The Ravens only had like four wins at that point of the season, and the Steelers were going to the playoffs. Well, Ryan Mallett beat my Steelers in that surprise start, and that was a glorious day for him. And I tell you what, I'm fine with that. Rest in peace, Ryan Mallett. Wednesday, 628. Dan Orlovsky, who, you know what? Dan is a pretty smart guy. And Orlovsky came out and said about the Steelers, they're probably the quietest, best team in football right now. And that they could really sneak up on some people. 
Look, I'm hoping the Steelers don't stay quiet for too long, but I like it. I like under the radar. I like chips shoulders. I like chips on shoulders under the radar. I like chips on salsa or salsa on chips. I like them all. All right. How are they going to uh, not stay quiet for too long? Well, Cam Hayward comes out and says on Kenny Pickett, the sky's the limit for him. And he sees him as really bringing big things to the city of Pittsburgh and could possibly help him get a ring before the end of his career. It's good to know. And you're going to find out a little bit more when we talk in two more days on this exercise that is the week that was. You're going to find out just how important Kenny Pickett will be to the Steelers and how important he is already. Let's go to Thursday, 629. Akella Witherspoon flew the coop. The 6'2", 208-pound corner has been pretty productive for the Steelers. He had 11 pass breakups over the past two seasons, four interceptions. I liked him. I liked him. Good luck in your future endeavors with the Los Angeles Rams. Steelers will see Akella Witherspoon this year. And I tell you what, I'll applaud for him. I liked Akella. Friday, 6.30, the last day of the month, bloodbath. Bloodbath in Connecticut at ESPN. Oh, carnage. They fired so many people. A lot of big names lost their jobs. One of the biggest, Todd McShay. Susie Colbert after 27 years or so. So, Todd, if you're looking for work, call me. We have room for you at Fans First Sports Network. We'll do lunch. Have your people call my people or vice versa. Well, I'm my people, I guess. I hope you like Arby's. Bring Susie, Keyshawn, the rest of the gang. They're having five for five right now. That'd be great. All right. Jeff Hartman put this out on Friday. And you need to check out Let's Ride from Friday. I joined Jeff and we talk about this. Jeff and I do have the same source. And there have been discussion trying to figure out who our source is, thinking everybody knows. It's not somebody you know. It's not somebody you think you know. A lot of people think it's Chris Carter. Good friend of Jeff, good friend of Still Curtain Network, but it's not. If Chris had this information, he'd be using it for himself. I would. But no, this goes deep inside the organization, and the Steelers feel better about Kenny Pickett now than they did even when they drafted him. They are so pleased with Kenny Pickett. They think he's the leader of this team for a long, long time. They love his work ethic. And they really think that all this noise being made from outside media saying that they don't like him, that they're nervous about him. Well, they think it's a bunch of malarkey. And we're not talking Mike malarkey. We're talking bull malarkey. The source is legit. Steelers think KP8 is as well. Saturday 7-1, George Pickens comes out and says, hey, my main goal in 2023 is to improve in yards after the catch. Yak. Adding yak would not be whack. 
Look, George is amazing at getting those combat catches. Well, I tell you what, if he could go ahead and add some extra yards onto that, he's going to, my gosh, he might break records. This guy's that darn good. Get him the ball. Keyshawn him. Get him the damn ball. Happy birthday also going out to DeMarvin Leal. What do you get a guy who could be the next big thing? I really like DeMarvin. I think he's special. I think he's going to be a big deal for the Steelers. Not the Steelers, but the Pittsburgh Maulers. Some people call them the Canton Maulers. They're not the only team that plays in Canton, though. Hopefully by 2025, you'll see them in, in the Steel City. But getting ready, they put one out that said, drop the hammer, win the ship. Playing the Birmingham Stallions that day. Okay, didn't go too well. They lost 28-12. to 12. They got a touchdown called back. Well, it wasn't completely called back, but they had the ball to 35 after Ruben Foster, former number two overall draft pick. Was he number two overall? Well, he was, I know he's a first rounder. I might get that mixed up. I'll have to check that. But he strip sacked the quarterback. What? My gosh, Alex Magoo for the Birmingham Stallions is absolutely obnoxious. Don't like the guy after watching this game. Cussing in the, uh, like cussing in the, uh, I guess the helmet cam or what have you, uh, just being really obnoxious to the other players late in the game. I don't like him. You know what? He had five, count them, five Pittsburgh Steelers, former Pittsburgh Steelers on his Birmingham Stallion team playing that game. Derwin Gray, Deion Kane, Jace Sternberger, and Brian Allen. As the Maulers had just quarterback Mark Gilbert. The... He was the leading interceptor in the league this year, Mark Elbert. Khalil Davis also played for the defending champs. And they're now two-time champs, beating the Steelers. A lot of familiar faces for the Birmingham Steelians. I like that. Coach Ray Horton of the Maulers, former Steelers coach, after the game had a great pep talk, saying, hey, we're close. We are one of the best teams in this league. We lost in the championship game, but We'll be back next year. It was a great speech. Go ahead and check it out on our on the article that accompanies this podcast. It's really good stuff. Thanks for a fun run, Maulers. And I love Ray Horton, former Steeler coach. Talked about Deion Kane. Three touchdowns. 177 total yards. Used to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. War number 17. Man, he had a great game. He carved up the hometown of his former franchise. But, you know, good news. That's good stuff. I hope Dion gets back into the league. He looked phenomenal in this game. Absolutely phenomenal. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. This was another episode of The Week That Was, Black and Gold Style. We'll see you next week. When my man, Dave Schofield, will be back with me. I hope everybody has an absolutely fantastic July 4th. We'll see you next time, friends. This has been another production of the Steel Curtain Network from Fans First 
Sports Network. 